and we are live hello everyone and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast uh it's episode 10 we're home we're back uh after being away for uh about a week plenty to talk about plenty to discuss we obviously had the classico nacional this will be a podcast in which we break down everything uh we'll talk emotions reactions everything and uh today we're, we're we got a packed show so you, hopefully you guys are excited you, you, hopefully you guys are ready can't even talk um but before i get started let me introduce the, my co-host as always mr dylan jimenez how are you doing good man thanks for having me back again always a pleasure always a pleasure and tonight we are joined by two of the three wise chivos from the <laughs> chivas del norte podcast it's uh vado and rigo how are you gentlemen doing hey what's up guys how you guys doing what's up guys all right. Uh, so, uh, as you guys, you guys had us on our podcast on your guys' podcast last week, which we thank you guys. You actually were the first podcast to to have us on, so that was pretty cool. And um, obviously, now you guys are coming here. We're going to talk about the classical. We're going to talk about how you guys, you know, feel about it from a Chivas perspective, and of course, we'll give the America perspective, and we'll see exactly where we meet in between. Uh, but I think before we get anywhere, uh. It, I think it's only fair that we ask you guys the same questions you guys asked us on your podcast. And that being, who is your favorite all-time Chivas player that you guys have? I'll let, uh, I'll let right. Vara go first. All right. So anybody that followed me on Twitter for, like, whenever, whatever amount of time, everybody knows that my favorite Chivas player of all time is um, Ramoncito Morales, uh, left-winger. For okay. Chivas, played for the Mexican national team. I think what made me like like him a lot was the fact that he was super short. I think he was like five, five eight, five seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, as a kid, I was You're super short. short. As a kid, I was <laughs> I was super short, and then I had like growth for the last minute too. that saved me. <laughs> Told him you average Mexican, okay? <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I think, like the heart and uh, resiliency he showed every game, and he was Chivas' captain. You know, they call him the El, uh, El Capitan Eterno. So uh, yeah, Ramosito yeah, yeah. Morales, Ramosito Morales, definitely my favorite Chivas player of all time. All right, all right. And uh, my Chivas player, favorite Chivas player of all time, is the other Ramon, <laughs> uh, Ramon Ramirez. <laughs> the okay, Ramon. okay. Uh, he was just he played center mid, he played left mid, he played left wing. He was just one of the best center midfielders, left center midfielders Mexico has ever seen and Chivas has ever seen. And he had a fire haircut. Um, he like <laughs> he he completely he he completely like bled red, white, and blue. Um, so much to the point where when he got traded to Club America, like he didn't even want to play there. Like he pretty much let his career go to shit because. He did not want to be on that club because he loved Chivas so much. And he was also great on the national team as well. Yep. Yep. Two very good players, I would have to say. Um, obviously, I, I I got to watch Ramoncito Morales uh, later in his career. So, I mean, I, 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 I have a mental picture of him playing against us. So, um, yeah. All right, so again, that's your guys' players. Now I'll, I'll follow up with another question you guys gave us, which was who was your guys' uh, – how, exactly how long have you guys been a fan? Um, you want to go, Rigo? Yeah, I've been a fan since, like, I was in my dad's nutsack. <laughs> uh, we apologize to we, the children listening. Hey, um, nah, I'm, a, I'm like a third-generation Chivas fan. Um, if you guys, if you guys, uh, then if you guys, if you guys, uh, watch this on the Copa 90 video, if you, if you haven't, make sure you go yeah. to the Copa 90 YouTube video. Uh, I talk about how my dad and my grandfather are Chivas fans. So that's, that's, all I've ever known is, is being a Chivas fan. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm the same way. My parents aren't from Guadalajara. They're from Puebla, but my dad always loved Chivas because of the fact that they only field na- uh, Mexican, Mexican born or Mexican players now. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, the earliest memories I have of Chivas are, like, from my childhood, like, 98, 97. I remember when they lost the 
the finals in the Caxa, I think, in '98, I think, and they, yeah, and they beat uh, Toros Nessa in '97. Rigo, I think Rigo yep. might know because he's, he's old, so yeah. Toros Nessa won was a blowout, and the Caxa won. We were supposed to win that game. Um, the the final like the final game was at Estadio Jalisco, and um, Chivas. Game, they tired like, us. Everybody said, "Yeah, yeah, we, we we lost in the second half." Um, and I just remember I we cried in my house. Nobody <laughs> ate for like three days. It was just pure sadness everywhere. Yeah, I I, I remember that game too because um, I was like in the soccer team. Like it was um, we were off, how old was I? Was that ninety eight? So I was like four. <laughs> I was eight years. I was eight. I was eight years old. So um, I remember like all the kids that on our team were like, "Yo, we gotta play like Nakaxa. We gotta, we gotta let the other team get tired and then beat them when they're tired." And I'm, I'm looking at them I'm like, "We're eight years old, but we don't get freaking tired. Like we can run, we can run for days. Like what are you talking about? Like play like Nakaxa." But yeah, like so. I mean, since I was a kid, I've been to Cuba since I was a kid, and I grew up. Watching them, and I even have a Chivas tattoo now. So, oh, I'm okay, so it's, it's to that level. <laughs> I'm in for life, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. I mean, it's it's. I think it's an awesome thing. It's you know, I think that's one of the beauties of this game is that uh, you're you supporting regardless of the team that you support. It it's I think just a little bit extra special when it's handed down generation after generation after generation. So, um, that's actually pretty cool. Um, uh, really not much more to say than that, but again, thank you guys for coming on to the show. Thank you for having us. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to dive right into this. Um, so Clásico Nacional was Saturday, uh, ended up being a one, one, all draw, uh, overall, I think frustration from the America side. I think overall you guys are satisfied with the result much more than, uh, any America fan would be. I want to I want to throw this out to you first, Dylan, and I want to ask you exactly. Final whistle goes. What is your initial reaction into what, what? What are you thinking about when 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 you see the result go? Yeah, like you said, Ivan, just frustration all around. We've had our chances there, you know, not not necessarily including that controversial offsides goal. Um, don't know how you feel about that, or you know, Varo Arrigo feel about that, but I mean, the chance. Chances were there. The chances were there to be taken, but yet we could. They couldn't find the back of the net, and so I just feel like to me this game could have gone either way because you know I I think Chivas were a little bit of the better side in the first half, and you know we came back out strong in the second half having all those chances, but yet like I said we can't finish that. We're we're making the mistakes that we made at the beginning of the season, mistakes that shouldn't be made uh, at for a team like us. You know, so it, it sucks to suck that, you know, we, we finished out with a 1-1 draw whenever uh, we could have walked away with the three points. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree to that. What are, you, what are your guys' thoughts, gentlemen, on, on the result? Goes 1-1. Are you guys happy? You guys frustrated? What's what's going on? I mean, I think, I, oh, um, I was there. I was the game. Uh, Correct. It, it wasn't a loss, right? So, I mean... For me, being being live in 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 a in a, in the stadium watching the game, like if we would have took an L, it probably would have ruined a lot of my trip. Um, but you know, we drew, and I expected more. I thought, while I would say we controlled the possession and probably you know controlled a lot of the game, you guys had a lot of the attacking opportunities probably you guys probably had more attacking opportunities uh and for me it was, it was just like it's it's just been like every other chivas game this season it's just been like we had our opportunities to win the other team had opportunities and we didn't um i wanted three points obviously because i was there uh and as a fan i just wanted three points um but what is the one one enough not really but it's not a loss at this day at, 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 at the at the end of the day and when you're playing your rival, like when you don't lose to your rival, I think that's more important than whether, you know, we got the three points or not. Baro? Baro? Yeah, well, uh, I think I think either team could have won, won the game. 
the chances were there for Chivas to win. The chances were there for America to win. Um, I think Chivas dominate, not dominated, but they played a lot better in the first half, and they faded out as the game went. Um, we did control possession, but honestly, I thought America felt like the more dangerous team when they had the ball, and I think that comes from the fact that. As, as a Chivas fan and watching them this whole season, we see that when other teams have the ball, they counter us or we make stupid defensive plays and give up goals. There was like one play where uh, I think Pineda gave it gave the ball away like right like a quarter away from our goal and they almost yes. lost us a goal. Um, so yeah, Chivas dominated the possession. I think in terms of shots, we were kind of even. I think Chivas had five on target. America had eight. But, you know, um, I'm not happy with the draw because a win would have gave me, like, a little bit of hope that we could make a playoff run. I think with the tie, Chivas has to win out for the rest of the season, and I don't see it happening. So, I don't know. I guess I'll take the tie because it's not a loss, but I'm not happy about it. Really? Because it, it seems that a lot of Chivas uh, fans are, especially on Twitter, seem to be bagging in the sense that, you know, you guys are kind of strutting your stuff saying, oh, the first team, the first place team comes out here and can't beat the 17th place team. Uh, you know, oh, what are you, what are you, well, uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I've seen it multiple places that too. Like, I, my question is, like, what, like, if I. Uh, are you guys? Do you guys feel that way, or or do you guys feel frustrated about about not getting the three points? I think well, that, we're that's frustrated a little... about not getting the three points, but I mean, but I think I think it's two different things because, you know, we obviously we want to win, but at the same time, we are at our worst right now as far as a team that can't that has trouble scoring, um, and. You expect the team that's you know, the top team in the league to come in against a team that's in almost in last place, and you you would no, you would normally expect to beat them. So that's why you make that's why you know well, that's why I made a comment like that because in realistically that's what it is. It's the, the first place team versus seventh seventeenth place team, and they couldn't beat them. Um, no, but I don't, it it, it, but it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with uh, you know whether I wanted where I, whether I wanted a win or not or I'm. Um, it's just more from a statistical standpoint. Okay. Like, no, and 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 I'm kind of glad that you know it's uh, it's thrown out there like that in a sense because I feel like at the end of the day, uh, the only the only real people to blame for us not getting the result is ourselves. Honestly, I mean, you guys played a, a good game, a, a really good game, um, but I mean, we had our chances. Like uh, Vado was saying, we had a couple more than you guys. And it's frustrating because me and Dylan have talked about this on this pod for a countless amount of times that we have chance after chance after chance after chance, and we're not taking these opportunities. And because we're not taking these opportunities, the only people that are letting uh, that ourselves down is ourselves, you know? So it's, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, hearing that and seeing that is like, yeah, you, you know, it's how, why couldn't we go out there and beat you guys? If, you know, you're at the lowest and we're at our best, why is it that we can't perform to that standard? Obviously, it's a classical. I know it, like you, like you said previously in, in your guys' podcast, it's a whole different animal, it's a whole different experience, everything. But it should play a little bit into factor that we were the better side coming into that matchup, and we didn't I take th these opportunities. I also think, to be honest, like Chivas and America aren't that far apart in the way they play. Mm -hmm. uh, are they far apart in the in the table? Yeah, the league. Be able to. Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, in, you, in you the got table cut off a little because, bit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like so. I I don't think that they're that they're they're that far apart in the in when they play because Chivas plays a very good game. They're they're attack they're attack. They they play they play forward. They attack. Uh. They play the possession game, um, and I mean there really isn't a club in the league that had, you you can say this year has dominated Chivas when they played them. Have they beat them because Chivas doesn't put away their opportunities? Yes, and that's a completely different topic. 
I would say when you put both these teams like against each other, and like, like we saw, it's a lot more of an even match, regardless of how you look at the of looking at the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- what do you have to say to that, Dylan? Yeah, you know, um, I, I get the point. You know, I, I've never, I've never looked at Chivas as a easy team to be. I've always respected Chivas as a team. And so, you know, going into this match, you know, going back to kind of what Vado said too, you know, it seemed like America were the most dangerous on the ball whenever they got possession. Well, you know, I was I was nervous whenever Chivas got the ball whenever they go forward, you know, because you know, going going back to like like I said, like our mistakes, you know, we would make those silly passes, we would make the play complicated, something that you that you've said too, Ivan, and you know. I've I've but, I've always like I said I've always respected Chivas you know I've never taken Chivas lightly and you know they've shown out and dominated possession week in and week out and you know it, it's just a it's kind of like a series of unfortunate events sometimes happen in Chivas you know not able to put with those chances too um getting caught on the Dylan, counter and, were you and were you, were you nervous because Chivas is your rival and you don't want them to score or were you nervous or were you really nervous because you thought we were gonna score because I mean a lot of times we like we get excited because we're going to score but like the reality is that we don't we don't score like that's just that's just the way we've been playing this season yeah, I mean, cause I mean, cause like going back to the first half, like y'all said, you know, I, I think I think also too, Chivas was a little bit more dominant on the ball going forward. I mean, shoot, they even had the opening goal, and so you know, with the way America was playing, you know, with those little silly mistakes stuff like that, you know, I I feel like it was inevitable at some point that that either America or Chivas was was bound to score another goal, but you know, nobody did. So you know, I I think it could like us like we kind of said too before, it, the game could have gone either way. You know, I feel like somewhere along the lines, you know, a mistake was going to be happening to either to either back line. And so it, it could it could have gone either way. So, I was, you know, I was nervous, you know, because y'all have the likes of uh, trophies uh, or Lalo. And I, he must be called Lalo now. And um, and Pisado. And and I mean, those those are some guys that I've, that were having a, some pretty a pretty good game that game. And so I feel like anything could have happened at that at that point. I mean, trophies missed a sitter like. Right in front yeah. of the, I thought I thought it was an offsides. I, I said it on our podcast. I thought it was an offsides, uh, and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I mean, and then America America had pl- tons of opportunities. There was one yeah. I don't know who had it that they kicked it over the goal. I don't remember who had it for Club America. But... Uh, Menace, I think it was Menace. Yeah, I think it was no, 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 sorry, no, no. Uh, where he where he tries to think Cota. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that was Oribe. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I I think the game could have gone either way. To be honest, I I uh, and I don't think like if you would have if the game would have gone either way, like you could really be disappointed on either side for how the team played because both teams played well and they both played their match. Um, obviously, we got a draw. I thought for a draw, it was a good draw. Like it wasn't like I didn't think it was a bad game. Um, I, it was. I thought it was an exciting game. Obviously, the first half carried the majority of the excitement over the second half. Um, but even the second half it has had it had its exciting points. I think once they got to like the seventy fifth minute, both teams kind of, you know, let their foot off the gas, and I think they were both happy with the draw. At least I, I, I mean, it just that's how it felt. How the coaches approached it. Oh, okay, well, go. You know, you bring up the second half a little bit. Uh, this is something I kind of want to touch on. Um, um, I I wasn't happy. And I told Ivan I wasn't happy with the way uh, Miguel Herrera made the subs, especially you know him bringing on uh, the likes of like Henny Martin late, uh, Joe Corona late, and you know it's it's just something that I've said time and time again is that something Piojo doesn't understand that he needs to make other subs. I mean, because like because like whenever, um. Y'all made subs. I mean, y'all made subs. It seems like at the perfect time, to, to, and the and the p- people, the the players that were gonna make a difference on the pitch. Well, Yoho put players on so late that they couldn't really make an impact that much on the pitch. Yeah, and and uh, that was the most frustrating part in in the sense of Piojo Herrera, because I, I think tactically speaking, he kind of went into this matchup expecting a little bit what what was actually gonna happen. Uh, I just I don't think he was able to deal with. Uh, the likes of should I go forward? Should I be more attacking? Should I get the should I should I go for the win? 
or should I be a little bit more conservative and take this point away, maybe conserve that unbeaten run and then focus on what's to come? And I think he opted out for the safer choice, which I think for an America fan, that was the most frustrating part because previous to this matchup against Tijuana, he took out a defender to throw on another forward just to try to get the three points. So, I mean, it, it, you think that's his mindset. You think that's his mentality. And if, if he doesn't do that in, in a big match like this in a Clásico, then really what what is that trying to say to the fan base? Aside from that, though, you you, you mentioned that uh, with the draw, both teams look pretty well, that there uh, there's really no frustration as to how both teams played. But I think there is a really big frustration from the America side that because we felt, even though people would say that it was a pretty good game for America, it it I felt like we 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 were we were below what what the expectation was and what we were playing. And I'm talking about players individually who stepped on that pitch and had absolutely no reason to be on there. One, Carlos Vargas. We'll talk about him a little bit in, on the show when we talk about the goal that you guys scored. Two, Jeremy Menes. I mean, he he was strutting around like if it was just a a, a pickup match. No one I, at one point even Oriol Peralta was starting to yell at him to start moving a little bit more. And I, I mean, there was just players out there on the pitch that did not look like they wanted to be there. If for on, on your guys' side, everyone, everyone from at least from what I my, my perspective was from what I saw was that you guys your guys' team was actually looking pretty solid in the sense that everyone was kind of up for the match. I mean hey, I, it was there one something? player that yeah, go ahead, about go ahead. that um do you think that stems from the fact that these guys aren't coming through the America Academy and they don't really like get the the pressure that lies in the super classical between America and Chivas? Yes, but that that shouldn't be that sh that shouldn't be a, a a reason as to why they shouldn't know. I mean, America's had uh for the longest time extranjero after extranjero after extranjero, but there has been players that have felt the 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 colors that have the, felt the, the team before. The I'm talking turnaround, about the turnaround is like the turnaround for players is a lot faster. I feel like now, I feel like yeah, yeah would I mean, come into the team and hang out for a couple of seasons so they would get the gist of what a classical means. Now it looks like. All right, you didn't make it in one season. Guess what? You're out of here. Yeah, but I think that falls on the on 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 the on the training staff, on on the coaches, on on the players that actually know what it is to to adapt these players to kind of teach them, and they should know by now too. Because I mean, America's had great players like the likes of uh, you know Railoski, Reynoso, people that that feel the colors and and knew what it was since since day one. So I mean, it's it's players that they should know this, and you expect this if you're gonna throw. And and maybe not even maybe feel the passion right away. But if I'm if we're paying you a certain amount, a big amount, I expect you to come out there on the pitch and kill yourself day in and day out. And if you're not doing it in the biggest matchup of the season, then what are you doing, my guy? And I, I felt like that was the most frustrating part. So I mean, from your, I I, I kind of want to ask you guys now on your perspective, was there a player that kind of stood out that you thought maybe he shouldn't be on the pitch? Um, I don't think there was a player that I didn't want there, but at the same yes. time, I also I also feel like there wasn't a player that stood out. You know what I'm saying? Like we mm -hmm. expected big thing from uh, Pizarro, Chofis, Pulido. I think everybody on Chivas had a a meh like meh game. Like it was okay as a, as a unit, we functioned and played. I guess we played decently because we got the tie, but. Like, off the top of my head, there's not anybody that I can say, you know, this guy had a great game. Godinez had the goal, and that was cool. But, like, when we were recording our podcast and talking about the, the starting lineup, we we're like, hey, why why the hell is Godinez playing? We don't want him on there. And then, like, 15 minutes later, he scores a goal, and we're like, hey, maybe this kid's all right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, guys that, didn't, that shouldn't have been fielded, maybe Pineda. He had a. Okay. He's been struggling. He didn't really show anything on the Saturday. I think uh, Michael Perez, our other CDM, he was playing well. He broke up a couple of plays. Had like fouled people when he had to foul them. But um, if so, if I had to pick one, like gun to my head, Pineda. I don't think he should have been fielded. Okay, Vado. I mean, uh, Rigo. Somebody that should not have been fielded. Uh, Osvaldo yes. Alaniz. Really? Osvaldo Alaniz should not have yeah. been fielded. Yeah. He shouldn't be anywhere near a soccer pitch. 
<laughs> really, this is the guy that was kind of saving you guys for a while. Well, saving us from what? <laughs> I mean, he was scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, he's also missing him and giving him up. Um, <laughs> he's bad. He's not a good defender. He's not a good defender. It, it was obvious. Like the move that the move that Oliva Peralta did on him. Yeah, it was like, pretty. Uh, it was kind of childish. Uh, and a, a a good defender would not have fallen for that. It wasn't even. He didn't even do a full like half turn. Like he kind of <laughs> just like kind of turned to to his to his left, and mm-hmm. then completely turned around the other way. And Osvaldo didn't even try to like catch up to him or nothing like that. He just kind of just like stood there and watched. Um, but that wasn't the only play. There was there was a lot of times he was getting caught outside of the box. He was like, and, and he doesn't have the speed to be like. He doesn't have the speed to keep up with guys, and he doesn't position himself well enough as for a guy who doesn't have speed. And, and he was just getting caught by you guys. Like a lot of, like a lot of the 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 deficiencies on our defense were coming from his side, not so much Carlos Alcido. Um So, yes, he scored some goals from from set pieces, uh, but he's somebody. I don't think his his deficiencies on defense are a liability are a bigger liability than what he does offensively. Yes, he does put the pass to Chofis at Chofis' heads, and then the goal comes, but he also gives up the goal to Oribe Peralta, and he, he almost gave up other goals. So uh, I just I don't, I don't think he's worth it. I don't think, offense, I don't think he's, he's worth it defensively to have on, on, in the starting lineup. Okay, I mean, interesting. I don't, think, I, don't think we have a better, I don't think we have a better option on the bench. Who would you start above Alanis? Maybe Basulto, but I mean... But Basulto usually plays right, right center, right like back. right center back. Yeah. Listen, as somebody who plays center back and is right footed, I, I you can you can play you can play on the left side. It's not that difficult. Like that whole like that whole you need that whole you need to be left footed. That whole you need to be left footed to play left center. Oh, back. Oh no no yeah I, I get I get that, but I still wouldn't want Basulto or Marin in there over Alanis. No, I mean I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Like Alanis, Alanis is not good, man. Alanis giveth and taketh, but you know, I'd <laughs> rather he be on the it. yeah, like I'd rather him be on the field. And that and that spin move that Oliva put him in, Jesus Christ, that happened before earlier in the season too. I I think it was against Nekaxa. He just got spun out of his boots, and I was, it happened again when I saw it. I was like, this guy did it. Wow, again. But yeah, I guess Alanis, I I keep him on the pitch. I know Rigo says he, he wouldn't want him there, but I I would keep him on. Okay, interesting things. Uh, now that we're talking about goals and giving up goals, uh, Dylan, quickly, uh, give us your take on on the goal that we that that we concede. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous that we concede this goal. Really, it really is. I mean, what are your takes on this? I mean, Carlos Vargas, someone who we've on this podcast hailed as having a pretty good start. What what happened to the kid? I think it's the nerves, man. I don't. I don't think he really. I don't know. I don't think he was just ready to go into this. Go into to in this classical. I think he just had the nerves and you know just got out hot by trophies. Uh, like like kind of like they said in, in the on the Twitter talk about trophies hops. <laughs> so I, I, all over all, yeah. yeah, tr- <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, trophies. oh god, <laughs> trophies just trophies basically beat him to a man. I mean. I I, I give a little props to trophies, you know, because you know, just kind of uh, exposed Carlos Vargas a little bit. I don't because that is unacceptable. You as a defender, seeing the ball head on, having the advantage—not even having the height advantage, but having more of an advantage that he's running towards you—and you kind of have the opportunity to kind of just get on there and kind of head it away before he can. It's like. What's what's going on? Like it's it's ridiculous. I get it. The kid's young, but he's had plenty of those options before. Granted, this is his first classical. I get the nerves. I get everything, but it's still unacceptable. I mean, really, really unacceptable at this point. So, I mean, it's it's frustrating because I, just like you guys are frustrated over the whole Alanis thing. It's like, well, you know, it's it's what's what's going on with Vargas now too. I mean, uh I just I don't I don't really have words more than just kind of a whole like angry emotion in my head. That's pretty much all I can say about that. Hey, I don't I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, over the off season, Chofis worked out with a uh, Canelo's people and lost yeah. um, about yeah. uh, 10 kilos 
as uh, Univision reporters and commentators love to remind us like 20 times in one broadcast. Actually, so, I, uh, when I was... So, I was at the, <laughs> so I was at the stadium and uh, I was talking to some guys that work with the grounds for the team. I was on like a tour. And they were telling me, they're like, yo, he really like, it's, he lost a lot of weight. He probably did lose like 10 kilos or more. Like, they were like, it's really noticeable. Well, I mean, props to the guy, but still, he, he got you know, Vargas should be winning that. How tall, how tall is Vargas? Do you guys know? Like, I know there's a um, significant, I think it's like a significant height difference between them, right? Yes, it is. It is. Like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. No, like, you see the guy on the, <laughs> right next to him on, during the game, and you just feel like you should have that advantage. Use He's 5'9". Who? The Vargas? Yeah. Chovy is 5'5". Five, five. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like, really? Uh, shouldn't, sh- should definitely pick himself up after this, but it, it was just frustrating to concede that, you know? Granted, it was a it was a really good finish by your guys' uh, forward, who just kind of placed it really good too. Oh yeah, a finish a finish that I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting when, when that play, was, when that play was happening, and it went in. I was like, you could even hear on the podcast. I'm like, Godinez, huh? <laughs> 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 I'm like, goal, all right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too much into this uh, because I feel like Twitter has uh, done enough of this, but I'm just going to briefly, just briefly ask you, you give me a brief uh, yes or no. Was that a correct offside call? Uh, I'll throw it off to you first, Bottle, for the disallowed goal. Was it offside, you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Barely. Barely offside, okay. but it was offside. Where you go? And I, I know... All right, yeah, um, Rigo, I guess go, and then I can little, I get my round off. <laughs> um, I, uh, so when I saw it in person, I couldn't tell. Um, and then I only saw one replay, and I haven't, re- I haven't rewatched it again. Uh, and I couldn't really tell because of the angle that they showed. Because uh, I'm sitting in the press box, and there, there was only one like TV, and they showed it one time, but I, it wasn't like you know how they usually put the yellow line. Yeah, and, and like to show you if it was offside, they didn't do that. It was like a really quick one, um, so I couldn't really tell. Um, I, I the guys on the podcast said yes at, when I talked to them at halftime or after the game, um, but to be honest, I couldn't really tell if it was or it wasn't. And from from just like from just the naked eye, it doesn't look like it's an offside. Okay, you wanted your little rant bottle. <laughs> yeah. Um... It was weird too, because um, on, I think on Univision they they didn't show a replay with the with the line they usually drop nope. as a graphic, yeah. and that was that was confusing. But I think they did it later on, like the second half, and you can see his like. I don't think the ref saw like he obviously doesn't have like supervision and saw that his like half of his foot was ahead of the Chiwet defender, but when they finally did drop that line, like half his foot was ahead of the Chiwet guy. <laughs> So I, I'm sticking with the fact that it was offside. Okay, Dylan. I mean, I don't, I don't really have nothing to say because I, I'm confused now with this offside rule <laughs> because the the way some people portray it, like yeah, it's on. Some people portray it like no, it's off. You know, I've seen people draw the lines themselves and like the line looks. I don't know, like <laughs> and and then like I I keep seeing the same picture where like the ball is at um the player's foot like i don't think it's left it and so that's what that's what's confusing me now is is, is it when he initially leaves the foot or when or when exactly before it's, it's constituted as offsides well so, offsides I mean, offsides is when the when the ball leaves his foot where is the right. player yeah right and at that point that so as soon as as soon as as soon as he touches the ball to him where is he that's that's what constitutes offsides Okay, I think it's just such a tight one because there's no real different angle. There's not another angle. Like no one has shown me another angle from the other side where uh, Cecilio is at. So it's it's really tough. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if you guys seen, but all over Twitter, I mean, you know, the 
there's been this whole discussion of whether or not it was offside, yes or no. I mean, they've had it on for a couple of days now going at it, but it, <laughs> you know, you, you, even the Twitter community can't get it, can't saw, can't get a solid answer. I saw a third. I think the problem with that is like there's a it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of like biased opinions on on, on either yeah, side. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like I like I was saying, I saw a certain someone draw the line, and then he's like, "Well, it's at the angle of the of the box, so I'm just gonna move it up and not readjust the angle." I was like, "Well, obviously, it's not gonna be offside to be doing that." And like everybody wants to be like a, I don't know, like freaking like a map drawer or whatever. I was like, "No, nah, like it was, <laughs> it was offside." Like I think I agree with the call, but I think there is no way that the ref, the sideline ref, meant to get it right. No, yeah, I mean it's I tough. I mean, that. like, there's no way that the naked eye could have been like, look at that, like, two, three inches that he's off by. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that I, I just, I just wanted something super short, in the sense that you know, because I mean, we could sit here all day. We can argue, talk about yeah. frame by frame, picture by picture, stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it all comes down to that. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, and that's pretty much it. So, you know, overall, I guess it was. It was frustrating on our end. It was pretty good on your guys' end. It's is there I mean any... you guys came you guys came right down the field like two minutes later anyways and scored a goal. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, Cause I let Nisa trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean regardless of that, I mean I feel I feel like the team there, the response was good. I mean, as an American fan, Dylan, how did, how did you feel seeing that the team responded in such a fast manner? It's it's good, you know, seeing the team respond the way it was, you know, you still see the team aggressive. And you still see the team creating those chances. It's just the fact that when you finish them. So, you know, we could take some positives away too, uh, besides us having all those negatives too as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to grow on. I mean, to, to you know, obviously to see a response like that so quickly. I think we're seeing a much better Oreo Peralta now. Um, I feel like he had a really good game. Um, overall, that's I the, think. That's the Alanis effect. <laughs> no, even even though I mean, even even that, even though that happened, I feel I feel like there was still a good. It was still a good game by him because no, I, yeah, yeah, he I worked, sort of he run more than him. And, uh, he always kills us. Like I feel like he he gets it. He gets what the classical is, and like, he goes all out every time. Yeah, see, that's someone that understands it, and he would even tell the other people too. Like, hey, this is a classical, like you know, and and I like the fact that he was getting mad at Menes because of that. So. Overall, I think, I think my outstanding performance player would definitely be Oriol Peralta. Not just for the goal, but I think everything else that he brought. I mean, did you guys see too when he like it was like towards the like eighty eighth or ninth minute? He kind of like just lunged himself at one of your guys' players, just threw his whole body at him. Oh yeah, that's like a yeah yeah. If, if you like look for it on the podcast, I'm I'm the first one that saw it, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, what? Did he just drop kick somebody on our team? <laughs> And like I was ahead by a couple of seconds, and then um the other Flo and Luis saw it, and they're like, "Oh, what the hell!" Like, but nothing came of it. Like, I guess he didn't make contact or something. But it, it looked like a flat out like a luchador drop kick. <laughs> Seriously, literally looked like that. Literally yeah. looked like that. I don't know what he was, was thinking. He would have made contact. That would have been the red in like probably two, three games, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that just shows you how excited and how passionate he was for this. So. <laughs> Hopefully this turns around this season. Yeah, aren't aren't you guys like in a little slump now? Like one out of one win out of five games, something like that. Yeah, I mean it's unacceptable. I mean, really, yeah. to draw the last four games out of out of the five that you just mentioned, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, we still have the unbeaten run, but we've dropped how much already? I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of points. I'm trying, Dylan, try to do the math while I ramble on a little bit so we don't look so bad. Um, <laughs> it's, I so think it's how, eight points. How much? Eight points. Because you, you, dropped, you dropped two in four games, so four times two is eight. Oh, there you go. Okay. Children stay in school. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's, that's eight points. I mean, right now we would be far, far more ahead than Santos. I mean, it's ridiculous. We, we definitely should have won against... Tijuana, regardless of the fact that they parked the bus, should have broken them down, should have taken our chances. Should have taken our chances against Guadalajara, didn't do so. Now we end up with a draw. You know, should have uh should have definitely done a much better game against Veracruz, didn't do so. I mean, now now you're stuck in these situations. And really, what's you know, what's the answer 
for for this Dylan? What what do we have to do as a side to get out of this rut? I'm telling you, man, you gotta finish chances. Since we, we're gonna repeat it every podcast until we start to do that. And, and those mistakes, dude, overcomplicating plays that we shouldn't co- overcomplicate the passes, everything, man. Those mistakes keep killing us in the end. Yeah. It's 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 sad to say that our worst enemy right now is ourselves. Exactly, really man. It, it's 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 how it's gonna be too, man. Really? <laughs> you guys you guys sound like us for the whole the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we don't want to. We we we, we, we wanna go back to the sunny the sunny side of things. Uh well uh I guess really what what more would you what more would you guys like to add on 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 this uh review? Um I don't know. I think we've covered uh covered a lot. I think we've talked about everything I wanted to talk about. I just wanna I just wanna make uh Eric Chopin's a thing, so <laughs> <laughs> Eric Chopin's a thing. Go go Eric if you're a Chivas fan and you're tuning in, go hashtag that. Hashtag Eric Chopin's guys, come on. Get him a deal with Nike. <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh man. Um, um. No, I don't got anything else to add. No. All um, right. Dylan. Yeah. No, I mean, to, towards the review. No. Okay. All righty. Well, we're not gonna end it just yet. Um, I think I want to take a time out just to to kind of you know talk to these two gentlemen that are joining us today. Um. Really, uh, thank you guys not only just for coming on to the show, uh, but kind of just thank you guys for what you guys are doing. Um, I, you know, we're rivals on the pitch, but I, I, I think off of it, you know, it's it's we're part of a community, really. Um, and I think that's 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 really the most special part about everything that you guys have, you know, kind of opened doors for a couple of people like me and Dylan and a couple more people at home that maybe are listening to this and maybe want to start something similar. Um, you know, really, uh, we want to take our hats off to you guys and say, you know, thank you. Cause you know, you guys, you know, have done this before, you know, way before us and, and, you know, the, the success you guys are going, I mean, huge shout out to you guys for, for coming on to Copa 90 and, and doing your guys' thing there, um, you know, for what you guys are achieving, uh, really just, just ultimately thank you, you know, not just for coming onto the pod, but, you know, kind of giving, uh, you know, opening doors for, for a couple other people. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I think as, a, like, a English content for Liga MX, it's not out there. And I think no matter who you support, you want that content to be out there. So we're, we're just like you guys. We're, we're learning as we're going. Like, every every episode we have new ideas, we, new things we want to try out, new guests. Like, I think um, guests is an important thing. Just get people on that can help, that can help, like, promote, promote you guys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like... Thanks, like thanks for the, I guess like the compliments and stuff. But you know we're we're learning as we're going too, so it's, we just yeah, want to help. We just want to help the community grow the Liga MX English account content, like that whole community. We just want to help everybody get out there, you know. No, yeah, I mean thanks for the compliment. Um, like people borrow, I mean just keep doing what you're doing. I like me personally, like I I grew up around a lot of Americanistas and like. I've told him about you guys' podcast. I'm like, yo, if you guys want to listen to like English content for America stuff, because a lot of times they won't listen to my podcast because obviously, like, yeah, like, they don't they don't care to listen about Chivas stuff. Um, but you know, now that you guys are out, like, I, I don't mind plugging you guys because you I plug you guys, and that just makes the whole community grow uh, as far as what we're doing. Um, and the same thing with you guys. Like, if you if you know somebody's Chivas fan. And you tell me, hey, there's a Chivas podcast you can listen to. Like now, we like you know now, like we're helping each other grow, and and I think that's that's um something that, that definitely needs to continue in, in this in this uh, in this Liga MX English um, world, I guess. No, yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for you know for doing that too. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's there's a couple of Chivas people that you know that I at least I know and and you know tell them hey, you know because you you know people ask you about you know the podcast stuff like that. So it, it's kind of nice to even though they're not fans of you know my team, like like you said, you can plug them into yours guys is listening, uh, you know ways and 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 really just overall help us grow. You know, it's it's not a, you know it's not a competition. It's not who can be the biggest, who can be the best. I think it's just 
you know, how as a whole can we grow together? And and really, it's 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 wonderful that you you guys have that same mindset, and and you know help out the community. Yeah, no, yeah definitely, I, definitely. Like I was telling Ivan, um, prior to whenever before we went on y'all's podcast and recorded there, I told Ivan, I said I have never met a Chivas fan, you know. Yeah, so basically, y'all y'all are the first one Chivas fans that I interacted <laughs> with. And then uh, this past Sunday, I was helping out a friend with a documentary he's shooting for his study abroad trip, and it was over soccer. And he asked me, hey, did you watch the Classical? And I said, yeah, no, I'm a Medicanista. You know, I have my podcast, and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm a Chivas fan. And so um, I mentioned him to, um, about the pod- y'all's podcasting. He said he'll check it out when he gets a chance. So, you know, hopefully he gets to checking it out too. No, I mean, that's dope, man. That's, that, that's like, that's exactly that's exactly what, what, you know, how it should be, like, because, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't don't listen to podcasts. A lot of people are new to the podcast thing, and just opening just opening their you know like their horizon to that and showing them that there's other options, not just you know one type of podcast. Like yes, you know he's gonna, he might listen to us, but then that might he might want to be like, well, you know what? Now I want to see what Americanists have to say about the game, or. You know, or I, I might want to see what what you know what America and are talking about on their podcast. Um, yeah, it it just it just like it, you open one door and it just it just it's going to open more doors to other things. So I mean, I, props to you guys because you guys are really young, um, and you guys are doing your thing already. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and and it's great to have people around like you guys and and you know everyone else too that's part of the community and went down there for the Max Nation you know everyone from the Mexican soccer show everyone really who's pushing for this too uh and and they welcomed us with open arms as well so it's 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 pretty it's pretty dope like like you say so you know just want to say thank you guys for everything um you know i i know it means a lot to to me and Dylan too that you guys are helping us grow in a sense as well and for having us on too which is pretty cool I kind of briefly just want to talk about, uh, you know, you guys are your guys' little Copa ninety experience. How was that? Oh, um, yeah. So um, I have a friend that works at Copa ninety, and she, and they do like these FIFA showdown things where they simulate teams into other leagues. Yeah. And she she hit me up and she's like, "Hey, you are you interested in doing like a league MX thing?" And she's like, "You guys can plug your podcast or whatever." I was like, "Oh, I was like, look, I told I hit Rigo up." And Rigo was like, "Yeah, I'm down." So uh, we went in. It was it was fun. Like I have, I gotta watch the whole video, but I don't know how much they edited it in or out. So I don't know what they did, but it was it was fun. I don't I don't I think Rigo, me and Rigo had a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if you watched that FIFA game, but I've been getting shit for that uh that miss <laughs> that miss. I've been getting shit since I missed. <laughs> That, I saw it. Yeah, I, I, I caught. I was, was that a, was that a clear? That's not a clear goal, right? That's a small window. We got a professional uh, FIFA player right now, so I want him. Uh, I want him to let me know if that was a a clear goal or or the you know hitting the post is okay. No, that's it, reasonable, dude. I mean, you you went for the for for the smart move, which was the low fitness, the low dry finish. Uh, I mean, you just kind of angled it a little bit too much, so it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know, it happens. And, and, and if, you, if you watch the video, <laughs> you see how like how quickly like it's like they they cut to when they score. Yeah, it that's like real right, time. That's, that's real time. Real time. That, that, yeah. That, that, what? Yeah, like that's yeah, that's how quick they scored. Like right after. <laughs> that. oh, that's we, were, we were just yelling like this is a real Chivas game. Like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It, well, it's fair to say it hasn't been your guys' week in FIFA. <laughs> no, well, not my. I mean, uh, him and uh, him and Flo are having a bad FIFA. I mean, Rigo Rigo's home. been dodging me his, all the time on FIFA. Like he don't he don't want it. So, well, I, I, I mean, gave him right. I gave him the I gave him the pass to to win the game. He missed it. <laughs> the invitation's uh, but, always here for whenever you guys want to take oh, it. Oh yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I I haven't been home. Obviously, I've been I've been in Guadalajara. Uh, but as soon as I'm home and I'm I'm in front of the PS, I'm gonna I'm holler at you guys to play. Uh, <laughs> me and Flo got a pending game. Me, me and me. And All Bob, right, and you guys tell Flo too play. that whenever he wants that uh that second leg, I'm uh, ready. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, but the Copenhagen thing was cool. I'm actually I got some other projects lined up with them. Uh, that'll be dropping soon, and uh, you guys can definitely look out for them. 
that's dope because I mean it's kind of like what I was mentioning. Like is the fact that you know it's even though you guys are repping you know Chivas, it's still cool to see an outlet like this come out of the community, really. And and it's you know you like you never know it, it could spark an an idea for someone to be like okay let's get you know someone from a different team, you know. So it's um it, I, mean, I thought it was pretty cool. We went in as as Chivas fan, but we still we talked about theaters. Yeah, so, I saw that. Like, that already, happened. already, like it kind of happened. Like, I don't know, because they wanted to do the simulation. And you know how FIFA ratings are set up, so we just decided to go with Diaz because they got a little, they got better rated players than most League MX teams on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations, Dylan. Anything else you want to say to these two gentlemen? No, just you know, thanks for. The collab, you know, I'm pretty sure we hyped it up as much as we could, you know, and now I'm looking forward to to next season too, you know, doing this all over again if you're already down. Or if we make a miraculous uh, Ligia run. <laughs> no, uh, there, there, is, there is talks that we could be meeting in the Champions League final. Oh, that's true. Yes, and that's, that's true. If that yeah. was to happen, I think yeah. um, we'll definitely get together to make something really big for that cause it'll I mean, be because it'll be a final. Because it's clear that the jig is already in and you guys have the, the easiest path to the final. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, play Messi <laughs> Dallas for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys placed the winner of Toronto and, and Tigres, which were, which were more than likely beat Tigres, uh, I think. Yeah, it, and, I feel and, so uh, too. I think I think by that time Tigres will be will be focusing on uh, La Liguilla. Oh well, look, you you guys are up already one 0 right now. Yeah, so you're uh, well on your way. So we we definitely need. So I mean, if you know, definitely we're always open to uh, to collaboration, regardless of whether we play or not. Uh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, it's pretty cool to to have met you guys and to be able to collaborate. So thank you again, guys, for everything you guys have done. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. This has been episode ten of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Thank you to the guys from Chivas del Norte who came down and who who hosted us as well. Make sure you guys check out their podcast as well. Uh, so pretty much that's all for us today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Arriba America. And we'll see you guys very, very soon. Till next time.